Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. How much water? Do you reckon you should drink daily? Well, with temperatures for this year potentially set to actually peak this week, it's probably a time to maybe find out. Uh, Dr. Catherine North- Norton, who's a, a performance nutritionist and registered dietitian at the University of Limerick, is with us on the programme today. Well, Catherine, how much water should we be drinking daily? Well, I think it's almost a million dollar question, but if there was an easy answer, I'd probably be out of a job. It's one of those situations whereby there's no one-size-fits-all approach and really it comes down to looking at what we call population-based guidance, which aims to get most people's requirements met most of the time. Um, But particularly in the area that I work in, which would be in in elite performance, it's down to personalising the requirements and looking to see what each individual requires. So unfortunately, there isn't really an easy answer. Well, what's your your advice? Because I I was looking through some of this earlier this morning and I see the HSE is advising a minimum of, um, is it 1.2 litres per day? The Heart Foundation, 1.6 for women, 2 for men. Uh, The Food Safety Authority, they're saying about 8 to 10 cups of fluids a day. Yeah, it's no wonder people are confused because each of these (laughs) different organisations have different sets of guidance. Um, really the recommendation would be for in Ireland for for adult men and women for women it should be about 1.6 litres a day and for men about 2 litres but this really depends on um, where you're getting your fluids from Um, but like I think it's become very popular for people to carry around litre or gallon bottles of water and chugging these all of the time the fluids that we require can be contributed to from teas, coffees, fruit juices, milk in your cereal, as well as the water that you would just drink, um, you know, during sports or in recreational activity or whatever. And we also get some fluids from the foods that we consume. So I think it can be confusing um, to, to look at all of the different sets of guidance that are there and to, to know whether or not you're adequately hydrated. And it comes down really, I suppose, to how you feel. And one of the easiest ways that we can all look at to monitor our own fluid intake and fluid losses is our urine losses. That if when you get up first thing in the morning, if you use the bathroom and you notice that your urine is very dark in colour or that it's very low in volume relative to what it might have been previously, then that's an indication that you individually are not consuming enough fluids. Um, and if you aim for those 1.6 to that range of litres mm. for adult men and women in a day, you can tailor it then around, as you said, days that are very hot, days that you may be exercising or other extra additional losses that you may have. The 8 to 10 cups of fluids... Um, that the food safety talk about? I mean, is that just water or does that no, include things like tea and coffee? Not at all. So, uh, you know, if, if at breakfast time you had fruit juice and you had milk in your cereal, that you've got two cups there if you have tea or coffee with it. There's, there's um, some uh, disagreement in the scientific literature about whether or not things like tea and coffee can be dehydrating. Only some people find them dehydrating. So for the majority of people, teas, coffees, fruit juices, milk can all contribute to those eight to ten cups that you consume on a daily basis. Right. I would have thought the coffee was an absolute no in terms of, you know, looking at your water intake. No, not at all. And actually, one of the uh, leading researchers on on recovery from a sports nutrition perspective um, had looked at things even like alcohol consumption, beer consumption um, in changing rooms after matches for high performance athletes and players. And coffee and alcohol can contribute as long as it's not excessive. So there's a fine line between one or two drinks might contribute to your hydration status six or seven or ten or more drinks will certainly make you feel dehydrated. So there's a little is good, a lot wouldn't be good when it comes to caffeinated or alcoholic beverages. The the um, the sort of additional things you can add in, the fruit, I mean, is that counterproductive? The consuming fruit to increase your fluid intake? 
Um, like I, I know for, for for instance, I would often have thrown like, you know, lime or <laughs> lemon, slices of lemon and lime, um, mint leaves. I've often been accused here of, uh, you know, is it a mojito you have at the desk? But like I, just to kind of flavour the water, I suppose. That's absolutely fine. There's, I mean, there's no um, harm. In fact, there's probably some benefits in it. But you, I think you you might be referring to a lot of the, the fruit infusers that you can see now, where you can stick all the yes the fruit or, or flavorings down the center of the tube, and that that comes out into your fruit. If that's what what you like, and if that helps you to meet your fluid requirements on a daily basis, no harm. Probably benefits associated with it. So continue with that. That's no problem at all. Yeah, it's and what- even for for children who may find that water on its own is difficult to take, or they'd like flavorings in it. If you're using things like no added sugar or sugar-free squashes sparingly, no problem there either because the benefits in meeting their fluid guidelines will outweigh the additional small amount of natural sugar that might be in some of those squashes or cordials. Mm. It's one of the few good habits I think I have is actually drinking water. <laughs> and I don't. Well, I'm I, sure you'd feel the benefits from it. You know, the, I think it's oftentimes it's only if it's a habit that you have all of the time and then for whatever reason, whether it's that you've got prolonged air travel or you don't have access to fluids that then you realise that God I, I don't feel great well, that's it might be because I'm dehydrated I mentioned that actually uh, to, to the, the team here earlier this morning it's on the day that you don't have the you know the, the same regular intake of water that you'd usually have and obviously look the job that I do you're talking for two hours flat out you know so you are consuming um, a lot of a lot of water uh, while, while you're doing that but I mean I, I notice then on the days that you don't consume the same usual intake that you'd have like you would start to get headaches and I, I always put it down to the fact that I just haven't had enough of the, enough water today. Yeah and it's quite likely so again in the, in the area that I work primarily in, in sports performance we pay an awful lot of attention to hydration status and how well and how poorly hydrated players are and how this affects their performance and if you consider the role that fluids and liquids play from a physiological perspective it's involved in delivering oxygen and nutrients and energy to all of those muscles that are exercising. And in your job, Andrea, it's going to be your brain and your mouth, <laughs> which yeah. are exercising more. But for high-performance athletes, whether it's a team sport player or an individual athlete, they're looking to ensure that the, the, their blood system, their respiratory system, can bring nutrition to where it needs to be and oxygen and remove waste products. So if you don't have adequate hydration, those systems aren't working optimally. You fatigue earlier, your eye-hand coordination is affected, your concentration levels are impaired. And this absolutely results in performance impairments and in sports performance. This texter, Catherine, is wondering, does water consumption need to be steady throughout the day or can you just get your daily requirement in in a short burst, just have a couple of glasses altogether? Uh, Well, because almost everything in nutrition uh, works in a cyclical pattern that you've got fluid input and then you've got fluid output. So if you try and front load all of your water first thing in the day, it's likely that you'll just have a higher urinary output earlier on in the day. So you would be better off to space it over the course of the day. However, there are situations whereby, again, for um, high performance athletes, that if they feel that drinking large volumes late at night is likely to interfere with their sleep and recovery, Mm. then we would suggest maybe that they front load. But for the general public to try and consume it across your waking hours would be more beneficial than trying to to chug gallons all in one go. Just finally, can you drink too much water? You can, of course, yeah. Um, um, Particularly for... Um, as you mentioned, the weather in Limerick isn't too roasting now today. Yeah. But for um, for if you're exercising in hot conditions, people f- forget sometimes that when you lose wet, you don't just lose fluids, but you lose salts and electrolytes as well. And if you use water only to replace your fluid losses and aren't really mindful of the amount of salts that you might be losing in your sweat, also 
compensating by having excessive amounts of water without those salts can be dangerous because it can lead to electrolyte imbalances and that can have serious health implications. It's probably not all that important for the general public, but for those who are maybe new to exercise and, and sweat a lot and, and aren't, don't have good hydration strategies, or for those who are engaged in ultra-endurance events, it might be mm. important. Okay. And even for those, I mean, if you're travelling to, to the to the continent now in Europe where the weather is very, very hot, yeah. um, they, it's, it's almost a green light to have some salty food with the fluids that you're consuming to try and replace those electrolytes that you're that you're losing through sweat as well. Good stuff. Listen, Catherine, thanks a million for joining us in the programme. Dr. Catherine Norton, a professor, um, performance nutritionist and registered dietitian at the University of Limerick. Still to come, we're going to be talking to people who are the victims of car theft. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.